Welcome to an exciting forum of alternative viewpoints and balanced ideas. This is Good Morning Canada with Nav and Nav. That's Nav C and Nav M. Confused? Don't be, because two halves always become one. Now join us for an energized hour of global viewpoints and shared ideas, only for you. Now, here are your hosts, Nav and Nav. Welcome to Good Morning Canada with Nav and Nav. I'm your host, Navsi. And I'm your host, Navem. Welcome to another hour of Alternative Views. This show will help you rethink, reshape, and reform ongoing narratives. So this week's episode is on the social media influencer. And in this episode, we'll, we'll look particularly at the, the influencer from the perspective of authenticity. And there's been an unparalleled growth of social media platforms over the past 10 years, which has led to the rise of what's known as the influencer within the marketing industry. And they are public and semi-public figures who are used by brands and marketing agencies to identify, engage and initiate conversations with select customers to gain social influence. So in this episode, we briefly review the origins which gave rise to the influencer industry from a social perspective and also from a cultural point of view, highlighting its complex and often checkered past. We examine how industry participants construct the meaning of social influence in the contemporary media environment, not just as a series of events, but as a commodity. And more importantly, how do they interpret this meaning of influence and how do they project this meaning and its commercial value across a socially charged digital world which is constantly changing? And let's not forget that social influence is essentially a commercial entity which can be assigned material value by relevant stakeholders. And in this industry, authenticity is the metric by which influence is valued. Influencers and brand marketers crave and promote authenticity through a range of tactics to determine if other participants are or can be influential. But we also know that the value of commodities changes over time. So which criteria should be used to measure authenticity in this industry? We argue that in the modern digital era where authenticity is becoming more and more difficult to define... The meaning of trust and influence as cultural ideals are being more blurred. As a result, participants in the influencer system work together in a variety of ways which with intended and unintended social consequences. And these consequences include who is allowed to succeed, the course of technological innovation and regulation and the type of products themselves. And this episode also sheds light on deeper issues created by social influence based around the concept of consumerism. So let's start with a brief introduction in terms of the size and description of the influencer industry. Some brief definitions, the significance of the industry to digital marketing in today's concept and how influencers impact customers and brands. And then Navsi will begin her piece on the origins and rise of the influencer economy. And then she'll begin to tackle the main assertion in today's topic, which is, is authenticity the real key to gaining influence and becoming an influencer? 
So let's begin by putting certain things into perspective. Influencer marketing is projected to be worth around 5 to 10 billion US dollars in 2020 with current projections for 2022 around 15 billion. And Instagram as a platform plays a pivotal role in this process because in June 2018, Instagram reached a staggering figure of 1 billion monthly active users. And it contributes a massive amount of daily content, especially in terms of story content. So let's look at some quick definitions. So we, uh, we're going to focus on two types of influencer. The first one is macro influencer. And these have an average following of 50,000 followers. And their compensation is calculated per 1,000 followers. And it depends on an influencer's follower base, their audience engagement, i.e. their interaction with followers and also how niche their audience is. So... With a range of 50,000 followers on Instagram, an influencer could make around 1,000 to 1,100 US dollars for one post. And the dollar amount simply increases as, as follower count rises. And moving on to the other type of influencer, uh, which is the micro-influencer. And this is someone with less than 50,000 followers. And typically, they could make around 450 US dollars on average for a sponsored post. Uh, and these are figures according to an article by CNBC Make It in August 2019. So who are the influencers? In marketing language, influencers are essentially ordinary people who've created profiles on various social media platforms in order to influence the behavior of other followers. And this usually involves adding their expertise on a particular topic, product or brand lawn, which is then shared and published with ranks of interested followers. So on social media, they usually appear as bloggers and experts from Instagram and, Pin and Pinterest and other platforms to deliver content on a vast scale, thereby creating an income source by collaborating with major brands and marketing agencies. And since the late 2000s, the steep rise of the influencer industry has generated billions of dollars for the social media economy and it's helped to fundamentally change the course of modern communication culture as we know it. And there are four main factors or stakeholders driving this meteoric rise. The first is individuals and, and those are people who wish to be recognized as key persuaders online. The second is advertisers who target their budgets to social media through the use of influencers. And their main aim is to introduce an element of authenticity towards their content strategy by borrowing the strength of the influencer's personality and, and therefore selling more products. And third, we have social media companies with advanced marketing techniques aiming to strengthen their online activities. And fourth, there are the marketing agencies and other related marketing operations such as talent scouts and growth forecasters that measure influence using metrics. So what is the concept behind the social media influencer? How does it actually work? Well, social media influencers have built an extensive social network of people f following them and, and they represent a new type of opinion leader or third party endorser who will shape an audience's attitudes using social media channels. And 
generally influencers can be divided into four groups. The first one is the blogger, and this is the uh, owner of a blog or a website, and they create authentic and unique social content, and they share this through various social channels. Second, we have the YouTuber or the vlogger. They interact with their audiences through video content on YouTube um, using a, a diverse range of topics. And third, uh, we have celebrities, and these are usually high-profile public figures such as an actor, a singer, or presenter, but it also it can be an everyday person who is viewed regularly online and, and just becomes well-known due to their, uh, the amount of content that they're putting out on social channels. And then fourth, we have the Instagrammer, and usually they're not... Um, a typical celebrity, but there's someone who, who attract an audience to Instagram and they gain a large follower base in the process. So now that we have th these four groups and we've categorized them, let's look at a brief description of the influencer themselves. They actually promote certain brands to obtain following as well as to gain brand recognition. They have very similar characteristics to opinion leaders, such as being receptive to messages, and they're highly respected among their follower base, and they have a high level of trust in their area of expertise. And in the past, major brands have focused exclusively on well-known personalities and celebrities through endorsements, but in the modern environment, it's moved there's been a shift to everyday people with large influential followings. And we also see that brands and companies are, are looking for new opportunities to promote themselves using someone else to tell their story. Hence, influencer marketing has become the fastest growing tool in terms of getting new customers online. And compared to traditional media, it's a highly cost-effective way of promoting goods using creative content. And it offers the ability to reach target audience in a very natural way. So let's look at how influencers impact customers and brands. Firstly, social media is a key method of integrating marketing strategies because brands nowadays, they rarely talk directly to the customers. So in the past, we saw brands uh, essentially talking at customers, but nowadays they interact with customers on social media via influencers. And essentially, the influencer are similar to an interface between brand and customer. And as we all know, positive reviews from satisfied customers encourage others to buy more products. And influencers have very high social ranking based on their reputation and their candidness and transparency with customers which is why the trend is so popular and successful. And while mainstream marketing primarily targets mass markets, influence have the rare ability to reach niche audiences that have been previously inaccessible, and thereby they build a brand loyalty over the long term. So then we ask, why are influencers influential? Well, quite simply, they have social influence power to influence potential buyers of a product in pursuit of the brand's marketing activities. Now, influence presents itself in many ways, from offering purchasing advice, changing attitudes of the seller, or building reputation and legitimacy. 
And this coveted influence is not based on wealth or popularity, but more so their ability to act as a type of lightning rod to foster brand loyalty. And by educating their followers on what matters in politics, culture, consumer preferences and, 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 and other issues. And in contrast with celebrities, influencers are found to be more open, more realistic, more authentic and more normal for people to relate to because they share personal aspects of their lives with their followers. And hence, influencer endorsements are seen as the genuine option for influencers. So the concept of influencer marketing is not new and it's a role which has been around for centuries. And previous marketing examples include characters such as Santa Claus, which was used by Coca-Cola drinks in 1923, and Tony the Tiger, first used by the cereal Frosted Flakes in 1952. But what's new is the way in which the internet has democratized brand awareness and following. Digital media environments have drastically transformed the way advertisers reach customers and corporate entities realize the strategic uh, potential of partnering with social media influencers to, to reach new audiences and, and hopefully potential customers. So through social media, followers can participate in, in the everyday activities of the, these influencers and their experiences, their thoughts and their feelings. And by liaising with influencers, example, by sending them sample products for testing, arranging activities for them to participate in, or paying them directly, brands hope to motivate influencers to endorse their products to a loyal base of followers. But what makes influencer marketing truly unique is the relatable aspect of getting real people involved. The internet in general and social media sites have made it possible for anyone to become an expert or create a community that they can have influence over. And influence is no longer the exclusive domain of celebrities, sports stars, politicians, major brands or publications anymore. And identifying in, in influencer groups is the, is a first step before targeting a sub-market example uh, a younger age group between 15 and 30 so if we look at today's younger people they can be divided into two groups we have generation y people born between 1981 to 1991 and we have generation z people born between 1992 and 2001 and these two generations share a common name, the millennials. And this group is well established already. And in the coming years, they will possess an even stronger purchasing power. Marketers are very well aware of this fact. And that's why they basically they try to uh, make uh, direct huge efforts at understanding the people of these generations. And from this brief discussion, we can see that social media influencers maintain a strong presence on the internet and and it's their opinions that have a powerful impact on consumers especially on the younger generation so let's take a look at influencer authority and their relevant authenticity because now that we've examined the definitions and descriptions around influencer marketing we need to examine some fundamental questions on how influence is linked to authority and social power who possesses it and how is it exercised and what are the consequences? 
specifically is this idea of authenticity in relation to influence and authority that we intend to probe in the remainder of this episode because in recent years it's become a very blurred concept. So in the early 20th century, authenticity captured the popular imaginations as a means for personal fulfillment and influence over others. And during this period, government and media corporations began to understand that they could exert influence on a broad scale by leveraging authentic messages using mass media technologies. So, for instance, institutional propaganda from public information outlets grew in size and scope during the 1910s and the 1920s. And also the the growing advertising industry worked to condition individuals, particularly the, the huge swathes of factory workers, many of whom were immigrants, to this vision of a better life in the industrial West. And this essentially steered workers away from the traditional values of family and self-sufficiency and thrift towards finding meaning and identity in the consumption of goods and what we now understand as this concept of consumerism. And by developing an ideology based around consumption, this fed into the issue of social control and the need for a mass distribution of goods. Hence, it was large organizations that understood that they could initiate and exert influence on a mass scale and rationalize those activities as completely necessary for living in a uh, complex society. So the use of influencing as a technique during the 1930s and 1940s offers uh, a very sinister example of this. And let's just take a brief look. So the rise of fascism in Western Europe created widespread concern about the, the use of mass propaganda within authoritarian regimes such as Nazi Germany and how public opinion was being mobilized for political and social change. And this is illustrated by the way in which the Nazi regime exploited the new technology of watching movies in large outdoor seater stadiums such as Nuremberg and carefully constructed propaganda was able to design and shape messages to influence mass society. And media messages could be targeted or directed at the minds of especially young audiences to create a uniform response. So this one example illustrates the importance of influencing as a technique to target the various needs of audiences. Also, it provides an insight into the the very blurred lines which exist between influencers and authenticity. And this brings us neatly to NAVC's section on authenticity as a tool to gain influence. And first, she'll discuss the origins of the, the modern concept of influencers, in particular the course of events which led to their rise. Thank you, Navem. Um, I'm going to start my piece with the origins and rise of the influencer economy. Since the advent of commercial internet in the late 1990s, people have gone online to self-publish ideas and provide commentary on countless number of topics. Many early users of email pioneered this through digital newsletters, but by the early 2000s, blogs became popular as uh, places where people could combine text images and videos in order to express thoughts or share information. 
Blogs then multiplied in the mid-2000s with the advent of software such as WordPress, which made it easier for people to publish content online. In the early 1990s and early 2000s, political bloggers offered perhaps the first glimpse of the agenda-setting power of self-publishing on social media due to reporting and distribution of newsworthy events such as the Clinton-Lewinsky scandal. Throughout the first decade of the 2000s, the number of bloggers and blog readers grew at a dizzying pace, but overall, the numbers remained fairly low uh, relative to total internet users. However, it was the fashion industry that blogging emerged as a major threat to established publishers. Fashion was notorious for its insular reputation and as an industry for its top-down communication. So initially, um, social media posed quite a threat because major fashion brands were not able to see t- to re- retain tight control over their brand images, mainly because social media users all over the world would upload photos of themselves styling clothing labels however they wanted and they liked and the fashion magazines were no longer the singular voices of authority on trends and critique as readers enjoyed the opinions of bloggers who were just like them. Yet social media's um, emerging fashion started, uh, uh, fashion stars were becoming irres- irresistible to the industry itself. They were sharp-witted attention-grabbing, and offered huge potential in terms of profitable stories, especially when they managed to obtain front-row seats at major fashion shows next to top magazine editors. From a mainstream coverage viewpoint, the rise of fashion bloggers appeared to pave the way for democratizing culture by giving voice and visibility to anyone with an internet connection. As the fan bases of popular bloggers grew, advertisers recognized a hidden opportunity. By 2010, retail brands brands understood that the digital content creators offered not only opinions and style cues, but direct lines to buying. Consequently, uh, brand names um, became interested in advertising on blogs, large and small, using a variety of advertising networks. As blogs became financially independent from advertisers, um, uh, and advertisers improved their ability to to measure how and where their messages were most effective. Subsequently, the concept of digital influence became central to the marketing industry. Metrics which claim to measure a social media's users' users' influence typically drew on numbers such as um, follow counts, engagement, and clicks through rates, and unique visitors. This soon became the currency for securing brand partnerships and advertisements that bought financial stability, industry recognition, and other professional opportunities for bloggers. As social platforms such as Instagram and Pinterest, which were visual heavy, <clears throat> were visual heavy expanded, the, the term digital influencer replaced blogger as the language to describe those who produce digital content and both significant social media influence regardless of platform. In the modern context, influencers have helped to construct a new, new environment for the way people interact with information and cultural products in the digital age. 
Now that we've taken a brief look at the metrics used within the industry, we can introduce the main assertion to our argument, which is, is authenticity the real key to gaining influence and becoming an influencer? Here we explore the dynamics of the influencer industry in terms of how industry participants earn their value. Most information on this area suggests that these dynamics are based around the other Uh, the authenticity of individuals, especially the various factors which contribute to consumer building authentic voices of authority. This is mainly because people follow influencers as a source of entertainment or because they offer unique information and views. They hope to learn something or broaden their personal horizon. Also, it's the high quality content that they post that attracts people. In other words, it's the authenticity of the influencer. Consumers constantly require up-to-date information about new products in order to make uh, good buying decisions. And a person who is an expert in the field is highly uh, relevant for this purpose. Even in online environments saturated with celebrity culture and marketing rhetoric, authenticity becomes a way for individuals to differentiate themselves not only from each other, but from other forms of social media. Even in online environments saturated with celebrity culture and marketing rhetoric. For instance, uh, bloggers usually follow a set of three unwritten rules to project authenticity. First being that they wish to reveal something about their true inner self. Secondly, as a real person, they extend their honesty and transparency to relationships with uh, their readers. And third, an authentic fashion blogger expresses their personal style regardless of trends, a sponsor of free band goods. However, this definition of influencers refers to authenticity using concepts such as individuality and independence, despite the fact that they work closely within uh, within an industry of marketers, retailers, social uh, media analytic companies, as well as other individual social media influences. In other words, a crowded industry where views and dialogues often cross paths. This suggests that there are other dynamic factors at work apart from individuality and independence to create social influence. But it raises important question about the dynamics and persuasion of use of authority in modern digital environment. Uh, we are coming up to a short break. Um, much more to come in the next segment. Stay tuned. See you shortly. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. 
Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa. Play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Good Morning Canada with Nav and Nav. To find out more about us and the ideas behind our show, visit our website at gmc-radio.com. That's gmc-radio.com. Now, back to Good Morning Canada. Welcome back. You're listening to Good Morning Canada with Nav and Nav. Great to have your company. Um, Before going on break, uh, we were discussing about the you know, influencers and their relationship brands. So we're going to discuss some more questions relating to this issue. The first question being, who controls the dialogue surrounding authenticity, but more importantly, who exerts influence? Let's take the case of younger people. From a demographic analysis, we know that nearly three quarters of Generation Z and millennials follow influences on social media and the majority say they trust influences more than their favorite celebrities when it comes to advice about brands or products, according to a report by the research firm Morning Consult. Now, what are the consequences for the cultural outcomes these actors create, whether it's social media images, advertising campaigns, or material goods? To address this point, we can take a look at links between blogs and the soft drink industry. Over the past uh, years, blogs have rapidly become a lucrative uh, platform for food industry, sponsoring influencers to promote their products. As with the Other traditional forms of media, social media influences predominantly promote unhealthy drinks and foods which are high in sugar, salt and fat. It goes without saying that consumption of these items can increase the risk of being overweight, obesity and non-communicable diseases in children. This feeds into the debate about the ongoing crisis regarding childhood obesity. As such, food marketing in media is named as one of the main causes for children's unhealthy dietary behaviors. Now, this brings us to the question, what are influences strategies for building an audience and a personal brand? As influencers aim for higher engagement numbers, there is an ongoing battle between fake followers and fake follow detection tools, which have replaced platforms such as Instagram in a precarious position because they realize that they stand to lose millions of dollars in lost revenue from high profile, high revenue earning accounts. Having the ability to check the authenticity of a user following following it's crucial for brands looking to work with influencers on various platforms. In a time when Hollywood stars, celebrities and politicians have been exposed buying fake followers, it's no wonder these these revelations have placed industry participants under pressure. When we take a closer look at the problem of fake social media accounts, the reality is there are millions 
uh, of fake followers. In August 2019, London's, London's Institute of Contemporary Music Performance uh, published the results of a study into some of the entertainment ind industry's biggest stars and their Instagram profiles. The results were shocking, to say the least. At the time, Ellen De DeGeneres had 74 million followers, and according to the report, 58% of them were suspicious, which is almost 43% which is almost 43 million, actually. Other celebrities didn't fare much better. Various stars who stood out were Taylor Swift, who had 119.5 uh, million, out of which 49 were suspicious. Ariana Grande ha had a following 159 million, and out of which 46 were suspicious. So now the question arises, how do influencers try to get chosen by brand and agencies? It seems to be the case that the bigger Instagram and other social media platforms have become, the more analysis features have been added to analyze accounts. This has created a huge gulf between the early adopters or trendsetters of social networks and the so-called wannabe stars craving the popularity and money that came from having a huge following. While the former continued uh, to make money from their influence, the latter had to spend a fortune to promote their accounts by turning themselves into unpaid interns or spending a lot of money to gain new followers. Consequently, Twitter, Instagram and other social uh, platforms now remove millions of fake accounts every week and new analytical tools help both users and companies identify and remove fake accounts. Now, do agencies decide which influencer to work? We need uh, to talk about this a bit. As a result of fake followers scandal, the online reputation for many social media influencers began to unravel. Presently, Marketers don't pay attention to the number of followers, but to the relevance and engagement of followers. In the current environment, it's the micro-influencers that hold the upper hand and not social media now, rather in social media, rather than the macro-influencers. Uh, Finally, it, this brings us to the most important question is that ultimately, who exerts influence? Are the influencers being influenced? Now, there are more serious implications to the growing trend of fake followers in relation to the skewed relationship between social media platforms and the influence over industry part participants such as marketing agencies, brands, and influencers. With the influencer industry now established as an annual multi-billion dollar industry, a vast amount of revenue could be at risk if Instagram followers figured Figures were audited by various apps such as IG Audit, which was subsequently banned and removed by Facebook. Fake followers erode confidence in the social platform as well as the influencers' carefully crafted people image and brands are being misled by fake influencers on an industrial scale. But this problem may seem even more complex and murky than originally thought. Facebook's value as a company is directly linked to user growth metrics, and it is Facebook itself uh, which is responsible for calculating those statistics and ensuring the integrity. Given that a flatlining in user growth could lead to a 20% overnight drop in the 2018, removing hundreds of millions of fake accounts would have a devastating impact on its share price. 
if the market capitalization can fall by 120 billion in a matter of hours from news that growth has slowed, just imagine what would happen if Instagram suddenly decided to remove 100 million, which is 10%. This represents 1 billion potentially fake accounts, which is a staggering amount. And it would be hard to see how even Instagram could recover from a scandal of this magnitude. So this brings me uh, to the end of my piece. At this point, I'm going to hand over to Navem, who will elaborate on the influencer concept from an industrial perspective. Thank you, Navsi. Um, some very interesting figures there regarding <clears throat> the uh, ratio of uh, fake to real accounts for the uh, celebrities that you discussed. So... I'm going to continue by talking about influence as a as a construct or more specifically as an industrial concept. So the viewpoints that we've discussed so far describe influencers conforming to what's known as a, a self-expressed model. Um, and we're talking here about uh, individuality and independence. In other words, influencers refer to themselves in terms such as revealing their inner self or showing themselves as real people or perhaps extending honesty to their followers. And these ideas point to definitions based around social influence or social influence as a process. But what they don't explore is influence as an industrial concept or a mass concept. And this is a key point for the listeners to understand because social influence is not a static process. It can't be viewed as a one-dimensional model, looking at it as a message to receiver and vice versa. And that's because basically social influence determines what we adopt, how we adopt and when we adopt. And this is even more important at the moment due to the sheer amount of curated content on the internet. And curate, curated content refers to something that's not original content, it's content which has been selected or organized with a clear purpose. So putting all of this together, what, what does this all mean? Well, Firstly, it raises fundamental questions regarding the nature of persuasion and the dynamics of authority in the modern digital environment. First, who has control over ideas surrounding authenticity? Is it just the influencer or are there other factors influencing the influencer? And we know this to be true from NAVC's piece on the relationship between Facebook user metrics and their share price. Second, how does this affect the dual trends of technology and consumerism? So clearly social media influencers have had a profound effect on the technology industry. That's because the tech industry is perfectly poised for users to be converted to new brands and platforms. And what we're seeing is social media influences are having an impact on how we perceive and interpret technology and, and consequently how technology is presented to us by influencers. In other words, influencers introduce us to uh, how younger people employ new tech trends by matching a brand with an influencer. And this creates in the long term, much better engagement rates uh, rather than use, 
uh, a celebrity because they're actually much harder to interact with. So then what are the long-term implications of these trends? Firstly, we can see that in the modern digital era, authenticity is becoming more and more difficult to define due to complex relationships between various actors. Secondly, the meaning of trust and influence as cultural ideas are, are becoming more blurred as industry participants such as marketing agencies and brands exert control over micro-influencers through select forms of remuneration, albeit informal arrangements. So many Instagram micro-influencers are not actually paid directly uh, with money, but instead they're given gifts of meals and trips and uh, free gadgets. So what we can see is a, is a clear dichotomy here. Influencers hold sway with younger audiences, yet brands and agencies appear to not view influencers as useful from a labor market perspective. So again, there's a, a, a clear distortion of the concept of in authenticity that we've been discussing because brands and marketers work together to create unintended social and cultural consequences. For instance, who is allowed to succeed in, in the course of this process of technological change? So let's move to a final analysis of what we've been discussing. Firstly, regarding the concept of brands as individuals and individuals as brands. And many marketing practitioners have long spoken of the need for commercial brands to be more representative of real people. And in response to this situation, advertisers and marketers have come up with a variety of ways to humanize their brands, uh, such as event hosting and engaging in social activism. And promoting a personal brand became critical to professional success. So influencers, uh, brands and marketers would develop a common language and value system in which to conduct their business. And this idea of social brand was the, the, the answer that they were looking at. And the interesting point here is that there was a simultaneous collapse of individuality and uh, in-depth development of corporate brands. Because what this suggests is that there's a fundamental contradiction in relation to authenticity because influencers have based their entire model on promoting the, those authentic features of the individual. But simultaneously, the brand is dehumanizing individuality. Secondly, let's look at followers and audiences as assets or economic assets. And at the same time, the influencers redefined people and companies into personified brands. They effectively labeled the, the masses of social media audiences out there as pure uh, economic assets because the idea of a target audience was, was rarely explored within the influencer environments of the 2000s. And effectively, influencers use their audiences as stepping stones or a route to personal success during their transition, for instance, from being an amateur blogger to a professional influencer. And, and this journey from marginal to 
powerful social cultural force brings into question how influencers have basically misrepresented their version of authenticity to view followers as as mere economic assets in pursuit of much bigger goals relating to creative production and how they want to represent themselves in, in a new social media age and thirdly there's this idea of imposing a uh, corporate or institutional logic so this viewpoint argues that audiences are essentially faceless groups or masses onto which behavioral ideas such as um, social or cultural or aspirational ideas are projected so in other words they're they're considered to be quantified economic assets and in the same way the social media audience is uh, quantified it's is analyzed and measured unit by unit to further promote the influencer industry in fact the metrics used to assess the habits of social media are even easier to collect than television viewer habits because measurement and analysis is is just based on clicks and purchases and other quantitative indicators so given that social media audiences are probed and analyzed at such a microscopic level can we really support the idea that influences are truly authentic in in their approach to uh, the way they attract followers so let's sum up now by um bringing forward some conclusions so by the end by the second uh, decade of the 21st century the influencer industry has basically morphed into a complex system that intertwines participants such as brands marketers influencers regulators into a marketplace where the rules and value systems are being blurred and the goalposts are constantly shifting so to achieve uh, creative success in the in the modern social media environment it requires flexibility in uh, having a social conscience um and these factors would include honesty fairness and uh, personal privacy and the influencer system has reinvented uh, the process of media production both online and offline as well as creating this schism in social and cultural values and they've established partnerships with a host of online contributors representing various industries and when we look at these partnerships they have far reaching social consequences in our understanding of individual representation especially this erosion of boundaries between an individual's personal life and the incessant advance of consumerism and thirdly we we've already discussed the idea that in the modern media environment social influence is not just a process but a prized commodity because it's easy to assess it and assign material value by using relevant stakeholders and in the influencer industry authenticity has emerged essentially as a currency by which influence is valued and in addition it's virtually impossible for decision makers to verify authenticity because authenticity means different things to different people so for instance could it be measured by being honest about likes and dislikes it could it be measured by the type of response delivered to followers and promoting positive personal relationships is it indicated by rejecting this image of consumerism 
or perhaps being transparent about sponsorship and remuneration or equally is it an interest in in social or uh, ethical values and then moving on uh, we can see that there's a, a distinct power shift um, at work among marketers influencers and their followers and 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 basically what's happened is it's resulted in an accumulation of power in the hands of marketing companies at the expense of consumers and what we see is that the, the rules of engagement within the influencer industry have far-reaching consequences for the, uh, the the way social media technology involves and the way creative labor is is employed and defined and all of this is in the name of uh, progressing uh, consumerism or a consumer culture and then we, we look at, is influence merely a construct and can we pit construct versus projected reality? And media companies and their technologies play a major role in constructing influence by channeling influence, influential messages. But the simple fact is that mainstream social power is ultimately dependent upon large media industries such as Facebook and Google and what we've seen is that the rise of celebrity culture during the 20th century was essentially a catalyst for the internet and social media and then we have this pervasive rationale which has made its way into everyday life in terms of public visibility, personal branding and awareness of performance metrics um, and then Essentially, all of these are, are just constructed values which offer a projection of reality. And it's the adoption of normal people into uh, this mass media during the first two decades of the 21st century, which first helped to focus attention on the, the idea of authenticity or reality in the social media context. And so what we're looking at is a, is a trade-off between those influencers who seek artistic creativity and financial independence against those influencers who are ready to classify social influence as a, nothing more than a digital commodity. And what this does is it potentially makes, uh, it makes this digital co uh, commodity available to anyone to uh, develop it and exploit it, and 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 this has set in motion a, a system of privilege which promotes fleeting values based on social media visibility. And furthermore, what it does is honours a, a system of minimal creative risks by asking participants to fully embrace online consumerism, while at the same time wearing this mask of authenticity as a benchmark. And then we look at brands and marketers promote, promoting authenticity. And strangely enough, it's, this leads to a scenario of judging what can be used within the industry. In other words, is the influencer actually inf influential? And finally, there, there exists uh, this uh, insidious side of influencer marketing because we look at this concept of who controls society. And we know that the manipulation of consumer masses through studying their habits and opinions is, is an important activity in modern society. But 
Is it possible to view those who manipulate this unseen mechanism of society as an invisible power? In other words, do we have one power structure within another power structure? And then we ask ourselves, are we actually being governed through our minds and through preferences, opinions, essentially by um, swathes of um, intellectuals and marketers and uh, advertisers and influences. So essentially we have a... um, this cabal of people that we've never actually seen or heard of. So this leads us to ask, is is this true authenticity? Because to persuade and control public minds, to to offer adulation of power based on a a desire for, or a questionable desire for technology. And then once we look at this closely, we can see that... uh, once an organized campaign of persuasion becomes mainstream or it goes into the, the into mainstream society, it's at this critical juncture that we have to question the social and cultural implications of influencer processes. So that wraps up our episode um, on social media influences and, and the role of authenticity. Many thanks for listening to Good Morning Canada with Nav and Nav. We really appreciated your company today. Uh, just a quick mention that the show is syndicated to iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn and Google Play. Simply subscribe via their apps to make sure you never miss a show. And to contact us, you can go online at gmc-radio.com. That's gmc-radio.com. And if you like to send feedback or you have your own thoughts and inputs on any of the topics or the ideas or the concepts that we've discussed today, you can send feedback by emailing us at info at gmc-radio.com. Please also like, share and comment. You can connect via our social channels, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Thanks very much and we'll see you next Wednesday at 9am Pacific and 12 noon Eastern. Thank you very much. Thank you, Richard. See you next week. Thank you for listening to Good Morning Canada. Please join NAVC and NAVM for another great program next Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll see you soon.